0: Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at, business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today! Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views opinions or position of FilmandTVReview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. FilmandTVReview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this programme and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humour and language. For full terms and conditions see FilmandTVReview.com.
1: My name is Jean and um, we are going to be talking about holiday specials. We're going to be talking about, you know, holiday movies, Christmas movies, TV show specials, everything to do with the holidays and celebration, of course, uh, for the holiday period in general and Christmas next week. So I'm really excited to get into the spirit, the festive spirit, especially like for us in London. Uh, The snow is still on the ground, so it's very much the vibe at the moment, and I'm really happy to be uh, sharing in this festive mood with everyone here today, so welcome, and uh, yeah, just to get started, I mean, there are some, like, classic uh, Christmas movies that we can dive into. Honestly, the first one that always comes to mind for me is, like, Elf, even though I haven't watched it in, like, 10 years, (laughs) that's always the first one that comes to mind um but you know there are some more recent films that I'd also like to dive into and I would love to hear you guys' recommendations because I'll be writing them down because I'm really looking to be uh, watching some some Christmas movies this year for, for next week but yeah so should I start off with my selection um well yeah so as i said the first film that comes to mind is elf but like i said i haven't watched it in ages the first one i actually want to talk about i think is like so underrated but so brilliant this is an animated film from netflix and it's called klaus i don't know if anyone else has watched it but klaus honestly the year it came out i think it was in 2019 Uh, was one of the best films of that year easily literally easily Um, and it's an amazing story about this um, really spoiled brat of a character who moves to this uh, remote location um, where and you know it's freezing cold Um, he's basically in is it the arctic or, like, Iceland or something. It's some, like, you know, it's supposed to be where Santa lives, basically. Um, But they've created this village, this community, and this community is split up, um, you know, into two kind of communities uh, who hate each other. They have this horrible rivalry against each other. They're just polar opposites in every way. And um, he kind of enters this environment where it's super hostile. And uh, the... The whole community is like backwards as a result because of this lack of cooperation. And he gets to know everyone there. He gets to um, explore the community in this freezing cold. And of course, his own heart gets bigger as a result. And then he meets uh, Klaus, who is voiced by J.K. Simmons, And Klaus is depicted as this like ordinary character. He's not like a mythical Santa type of character. Um, but he develops this great friendship with J.K. Zinns as Klaus um, and then yeah it allows Klaus himself to build as a character because he suffered the loss of his wife so he's become a recluse as a result and through that friendship they end up you know kind of um, enjoying life once again especially during the festive season and um, giving toys to the kids in the in the local community. Um, I won't say what the twist is because there is a bit of a dark twist and then it ends up being Happily Ever After. But overall, I would say that what struck out to me was just this really beautifully well-written story um, of friendship and deceit as well. Um, and then also the animation style. What I really look for these days is just ingenuity and creativity when it comes to animation. There was a minute there where animation was starting to look quite homogenous, and examples like this, and of course Spider Verse, you know, we're seeing a bit more of it these days. Um, just show you know where we could go with animation, especially when you have these like um, live action, quote unquote live action um, remakes, kind of coming for animation's neck a little bit. You know, <laughs> you're like, how can you? Um, like a studio like Pixar just come up with the same old same old when you have Disney making quote-unquote live action films like The Lion King that are basically photorealistic animated films you know you have to come up with different artistic styles to stand out and I think Mouse is a great example of that Uh, so that's my example of an animated film the second one that I would bring up is a very recent one which was the um, Marvel special presentation. And that was the Guardians of the Galaxy um, holiday special. Now, this was cute. You know, I didn't think it was like the best thing ever. Um, But I think what really stood out was like the second half. I don't know if anyone else has seen. Sorry, I'm just going to turn this off. I don't know if anyone else has seen the holiday special. But at at the beginning, it's this cute story about... um, What's her name? Um, Mantis and um, Drax. They go on this like mini quest uh, to kidnap Kevin Bacon, naturally, uh, because they want to cheer up Peter Quill during the holiday season. And um, so they go and kidnap him, and Kevin Bacon's like, "What? What's going on?" And you know, hijinks ensue, and, uh, and that's all adorable, very fun. But then you get to that second half where you see you know, the lengths at which um, they go to, to like make Peter's holiday experience really nice. And it's so touching. It's so genuine. And it just reminded me of what made the Guardians of the Galaxy so great. I actually was so happy to see them back on my screen. I didn't realize how much I'd missed them as a group. And it just reminded me of how Um, amazing um, James Gunn, you know, how, how impressive it was that James Gunn took these obscure characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy that no one knew, no one cared about in 2014 and introduced them to the world and people fell in love with them, not because they had, you know, the most intricate power sets and not because they had the most recognizable names, but because that team dynamic was just so infectious and so relatable. That's why they stood out as a team. And that was, I think, one of James Gunn's greatest accomplishments in this franchise. And that's kind of um, hearkened back to in this little holiday special. It's just really heartwarming and touching. So, yeah, that's another recommendation. That's something that I could see myself watching, um, you know, year after year and just having a fun time with it. And I have to say, even though, um, what's his name? Chris... Pratt. I went through all the Chris's there. At least you went through all the Chris's in my head. <laughs> but even though Chris Pratt um is dragged all the time, <laughs> and people say they hate him and whatever, I do think that his Peter Quill came off really well here. Certainly better than it did in Thor: Love and Thunder, where he was just a shell of his former self. I don't know what happened there, but um, yeah. In in this special, it wasn't much, but it was just enough to. Uh, kind of give the audience um, a chance to see his, you know, more emotional side, which I think um, has been missing for a while. Yeah, so those are my two kind of main picks. And then another thing that I wanted to highlight, and I'm sure you guys have some favorites for this as well, but TV specials. I recently watched the TV specials for Abbott Elementary, the TV special, sorry, um, and uh, the Chris, the Christmas um, episodes. Um, was just really fun. Like, I, I enjoy the Christmas episodes and TV shows where they kind of step out of their regular scheduled programming and give us a nice Christmas special. I think Rick and Morty also had one uh, for season six uh, just passed. So, yeah, I, I wonder if you guys have any Christmas specials or, you know, any movies that you enjoy. Uh, let's see who wants to go first. Uh,
2: okay. Uh... So I have a strange recommendations. I don't know if it's recommendations, but just actually something that I, things that I like. Um, it's not really, I don't know if it's called a Christmas movie, but uh, it's also called an Halloween movie, actually. Um, I think every single year I do watch um, The Nightmare Before Christmas, actually. Um, can we call "The Nightmare Before Christmas" a Christmas movie? I'd say yes. This, yeah, uh, this is a
1: lifelong debate.
2: <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you can call it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's 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 divisive, but anyway. But yeah, I think it's still a, it's still a masterpiece. Uh, for for what it is, actually, it's not a very long, but. Uh, the way it is done i mean the, the, the design the visually it's done and uh but even i think even the songs i say in my head uh years later i think the last time i watched it was indeed uh november 2021 it, it looks like actually i watch it like every year um and yeah and there is uh, some kind of uh i don't know some kind of uh it's weird to say that you can relate to the main character but almost actually there is some kind of something touching actually about uh, the main character of uh, Nightmare for Christmas uh, for me it's uh, it's, not for, it's not definitely not an animated movie that you can uh, show to very small kids not because it's scary but I'm not sure actually they would understand actually where he's coming from so I really really like this uh, this movie um, also more maybe more popular and uh More family friendly. Uh, Grew up in the uh, 90s, I think I watched a thousand times Home Alone. I'm not even joking. In French, yes, I probably know that all the dialogues in French of Home Alone. Um, Yeah, Home Alone 2 even is actually. Quite funny, even if it's like a copy paste of the one, to be honest. Uh, but still, it's uh, it's very good, uh, especially because of the two uh, two bad guys actually. And it's also if you have a child, well, talking about children, if you have if you are a child and you watch a movie like this, it's like a dream to be honest. The, the child is the hero. He is His parents are not at, not at home. He can do whatever he wants. Um, and it defeats the bad guys, so what more can you expect from a, for a, chi- for a movie for children, to be honest? Uh, yeah, it, it really have the, It is the best recipe for a, for a successful family movie, uh, Home Alone, in your opinion.
1: That's really cool. Thank you, Richard. you um, So does anyone else have any recommendations or any, you know, uh, Christmas movies, holiday movies that they love to watch year after year? Cody, I see you've got your hand up. Yeah. Cody, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know.
3: I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been busy. So, and, I, and I'm really excited because I just downloaded it last night just to make sure I got it. So I, I don't even know why, but where I was from every year on TV was Mary Poppins. Regardless of the year, Mary Poppins come out. And then at some point it was like, we don't do Mary Poppins anymore. Right. And then we stopped getting TV. So I went on. I downloaded it, and during the Christmas dinner, I'm going to make the Christmas dinner, and during the Christmas dinner, I'm going to watch Mary Poppins. I think it's eternal. I think it is absolutely a beautiful movie, and just like yeah, it's just beautiful. There's no, there's no like fighting. There's no like aggression. There's no like bad things. It's all just funny and beautiful. And I, I haven't seen it yet because I don't I, I don't particularly think cartoons are necessarily for adults, right? But. <laughs> But but I I have I have really been wanting to watch. Um, you mentioned the the live enactment Disney uh, the Lion King. I've been yeah. told that is brilliant. I've been told it's amazing, and uh, yes, I also definitely want to watch that. Yeah.
1: Did you watch the animated version? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It sucked. So, what Cody? Are you insane? It's what?
3: You, you you go back to the text and you see the bit where I said, but it's a cartoon, right? It,
1: okay. it. Oh my God, Cody, you're stressing me out. You're stressing me out. <laughs> How you can you not love The Lion King? It's what carton. is going on?
3: This Is a cartoon?
1: No. Okay, fine. So hopefully you are like the live action, even though it's also animated, but it's animated in a photorealistic yeah. way. So yeah, I've
3: been told it's really good.
1: Mm. And,
3: oh, oh, Gordon Ramsay's, new, uh, the new uh, 12, 11 of... Um, <laughs> Well, we've had MasterChef and uh, Hell's Kitchen, and it is good. It, it I know it's got It's good. The Christmas episode is going to be amazing. So, yeah, you want Christmas, Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen Christmas Edition, it's going to be amazing. Watch it. And, uh, yeah, that's about, that's about all I've got, really. That's
1: actually a really good point about, like, uh, you know, Christmas specials for, like, uh, reality shows. I always like the uh, Bake Off one as well. Yeah. And also, I love the end of year comedy specials where they go through um like what happened throughout the year I know that they're going to be talking about Meghan and Harry for sure they're going to be talking about Meghan and Harry they're going to be talking about what else are they going to talk about for 2022 what happened this year I'm blanking now (laughs) but yeah I'm really looking forward to those holiday specials as well where you have like the comedians or like I don't know if they'll have like eight out of 10 cats does Countdown. Like I love those so, so much. So that's the only time I watch British television. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for those. Uh, but Andrew, do you have any holiday specials that um, you, you really love checking out every year?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, there are uh, I'm still kind of fixated on like what what's wrong with cartoons. I, I have not like cartoons, so I don't know Same. what's wrong, wrong with cartoons.
1: I agree.
4: I, I like, <laughs> my cartoons are fine. I'm nothing wrong with them. I don't, yeah, don't I I, I, agree I see the comments. Them. I just, well, I like cartoons. So. But but uh, yeah, anyway, uh, but having said that, getting back to the, the topic. Um, well, uh, there's like a couple of things. Um, and I didn't notice this last year, I, I guess, we did this topic. Um, and uh, first off, obviously, due to national vocabulary, whatever, um, in the U.S. versus the U.K., uh, you know, in the U.S., they say, go on vacation rather than go on holiday. Uh, you know, that's just, It goes back to, I think, a French uh, ancestry of some Americans. and I don't know. I don't want to go into the whole thing. But the, what I'm really getting to, and this is the main thing, is that in the U.S., they say, rather than Merry Christmas or Happy Christmas, they say Happy Holidays. Uh, and I've of kind of, of two minds of that. Uh, it's, that is, a, it's not just Christmas and New Year's. It's the idea that there are other people that celebrate other other festive celebrations. Uh, and in the U.S. versus other countries, the Jewish holiday or religious holiday yeah. Hanukkah is more of a thing. It's not a major Jewish holiday, but it just because it falls at the same time as Christmas, it's like okay, you know, here's a thing that you know this group can celebrate at the same time that christmas is being celebrated
1: yeah um, i mean you think it's like a move towards like inclusivity isn't it like trying right. to right and that's
4: the idealistic side but the more cynical side says it's really more about trying to get people to buy stuff like if it's only <laughs> about christmas and people of the christian faith then only that group is going to buy stuff but if you make it happy holidays and you know because they don't mention like eids or other things or that, I mean, that's it true. Was like a couple of months ago, but, you know, they could make it even more inclusive, but it's really about getting people to buy stuff, you know, decorations and presents and little thingy bobs, whatever. Um, but having said all that, uh, there are certain things that, I mean, are Christmas specific and then there's this more seasonal things. Uh and then even some of the Christmas stuff is more like, yeah, there's like the religious. And then there's also just the more, uh, idea of Santa and the reindeer and that whole thing. Um, there's actually the Disney plus series that came out. It's, uh, the Santa clauses and, uh, it's a sequel series, I guess to the Santa Claus with an E at the end. Uh, Movies that Tim Allen did back in the nineties and uh, early uh, audience, uh not two uh, thousand. By the
1: way, can I just say, because of those films, I kept thinking that that's how you spell <laughs> Santa Claus. They used to confuse. Well, you're the not doing one. one. A lot of
4: people do, but it, it, it's yeah. a play on words because of a legal clause. It's a play on okay, words.
1: Okay, okay, understood. Yeah, but, but th- I used people... to be so confused.
4: No, no, it's it's actually a joke. It's supposed to be a play on words because. Santa Claus, a character, and then clause like clause in what someone's contract. Yeah, that's the whole yeah. point. But there are people, Eugenia is the only one who actually thought that is who grew yeah, up how in that you it. To yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's just a play on words. So uh, uh, the new series, uh, it's all right. It's not as good as some of the films, but I will say that. It's, um, it addresses certain, I don't say plot holes, but certain things that weren't addressed in the earlier films or things that like, well, how come this or how come that? And the series does kind of address that. Um, But having said that, the series seems to, I'm not really sure what the focus is. I guess there kind of is one, but it's like, but it's, I guess people want to see Tim Allen again, nostalgia things, seeing that uh, Scott Calvin, santa claus you know get the initials you know same initials one or the other uh and then uh seeing him with you know some familiar characters and some new characters and uh yeah i mean i thought it was uh all right but uh yeah not even as good as the earlier films and uh then some other ones that i've watched uh, there's like a Whole plethora of versions of a Christmas Carol. I mean, there's Christmas Carol versions of Christmas Carol. I, I...
1: that that is a whole genre in and of itself. That is just and... a whole different one. Who's everyone? Uh, which 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 of the uh, Christmas Carol um, iterations are your favorites? Then,
4: well, see, that's the thing is that I saw one recently that was new because it's a theater. And uh, every year in Washington, D.C. they do a live uh, theatrical production of uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, It's at a historic theater in Washington, D.C. I don't know, Um, it's actually a theater that's pretty infamous uh, called Ford's Theater. Um, Mm -hmm. If you know American history, you may recognize that name, but uh, it's actually been a theater for a couple of centuries. And they still do productions there. So every year they do a live production of a Christmas Carol. And I think what makes this one unique is that you have these characters. And I think it's the same actors who double as uh, ghosts. I mean, the three main ghosts, not, not Jacob uh, Marley. but uh, And then those actors, I think the same ones also play people who are indebted to, at the beginning at least, to Scrooge. And Scrooge tries to hit them up for money at the beginning. And then, not really much of a spoiler, you know, the story at the end kind of just forgives their dad. It's like, you're, you're good. Uh, you know, you don't need to do that. So um, I think that because you have those characters who are kind of significant in this story or a little bit more significant, you know, you have that, uh, that makes it a little bit more unique than other versions. And then the other thing that, because it is live theater, at the end uh, you have the uh, cast break character just for a moment, uh, or at least Scrooge, the actor who breaks character. Uh, first off, he's an American, so obviously goes from being you know posh or old English to you know American. But he's also saying, you know, we hope you've enjoyed the show. In the lobby, there's a little baskets or whatever or things you can leave donations to help out local schools in the Washington DC area and it's like you've just seen a whole show about you know giving and how you should give Christmas time I mean how can you not after that production be like you know refuse charity it's like they're they're smart they're smart so but um, other than that other versions that I've seen uh, I still like uh, Muppet Christmas Carol that's a fun one. Uh, Michael Caine does a good Scrooge, and I think That's one of the classic, things they said, yeah. yeah, one of the things they said is that because uh, Michael Caine spoke to the Muppets like they were, you know, regular people. I mean, yes, they're puppeteers; you can see the person there, but uh, but the idea that he was addressing them as regular people, not talking down to them, like oh. Yeah, and he really got into the character. And then you had uh, one of the Muppets, Gonzo, being Charles Dickens, uh, more or less, and actually quoting or even paraphrasing things from the original novel that it makes a little bit more unique. Uh, And I understand that Disney Plus actually reinstated uh, or inserted the uh, song that was taken out for a while, When Love is Gone, uh, because I was taken out many releases of that film but i guess it's been reinstated by uh, disney plus uh oh yeah and i guess it's uh, been reinstated in the cinemas uh too so that's one version uh and then i'm trying to think of other versions there's like the newer versions have like you Patrick seen the York. um
1: the jim carrey one the one that was like uh oh, yeah,
4: the
2: is a great
1: one it's
4: alright, I guess. I, I mean, it wasn't really. I that remember unique. just
1: being freaked out by it because of the un- uncanny valley sort
4: of. Yeah. Animation. <laughs> express, yeah. But um, but I, I think that that version, uh, Jim Carrey version, this was just like, you know, what's the point? Because there's so many other versions, and there wasn't anything that was that unique to it. Uh, I mean, there's other versions that I've seen. Uh, as I said, there's Patrick Stewart. That was, I guess, Cody mentioned that. There's George C. Scott. Then there's older versions like uh, Alster Sim, uh, is it Reginald Owen, I think? And uh, oh, uh, and then uh, there's one with Albert Finney, uh, the musical version. And then there's the version with uh, Bill Murray, Scrooge. There's also the newer one uh, called Spirited with uh, Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds. and Ryan Reynolds. Where they're trying to get Ryan Reynolds' character to change his ways. And is that's that also another a
1: Christmas Carol adaptation. I didn't realize that. I,
4: I won't say yeah. much about it, but but yeah, it is supposed to be that they're trying to get this Ryan Reynolds character to change his ways. He's kind of like the miserly one.
1: Okay. So, but I'm I won't watch say it much for about Christmas. It. <laughs> but yeah, and also my favorite one, the one that I grew up watching was the Mickey Mouse one. Um, oh yeah, with, Mickey's Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That but one Alan with, Young. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was amazing. I remember the um the scene where Pete like points to um Scrooge's grave always haunted me. I always thought that was very effective. But he's like, This is what's gonna end up happening to you. You're gonna be alone, you're gonna die alone, <laughs> no one's gonna care about you. That point was very, very much hammered home in that um you know, children's version of the story. Uh, but yeah, so that that is like a holiday staple, you know. Like that is like, a, like I said, a whole genre of, on in all of its own um, that we see pop up during the holidays every year. As is the classic romance, the the seasonal romance stories. I think you guys have um Hallmark, don't you? Like oh, oh, that one, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole bunch
4: of those, and uh, uh, that's what, they, that's they actually me. started Thank with the you. Hanukkah one this year, so.
1: Really? They
4: did a Hanukkah one? This year, yeah, for the first time. Uh, so wow. I guess they want to do cheesy romance for everyone. So For
1: everyone. And then next will be, I think, Kwanzaa? Next? <laughs> like, <laughs> next time, yeah,
4: so. I mean, why not? I mean, I guess people... I mean, uh, <laughs> it, is, it is cheesy stuff. Um, I know that uh, there was some controversy because uh, they started doing, like, same-gender couples for some of these, and uh, there was this actress, the Candice Cameron Bure didn't like that, and so she's kind of going off, and doing her own thing. So,
5: wow,
1: because it, it's uh, very much um, targeted towards, you know, traditionally the conservative market, right? So, you know, maybe that's the um, audience that had an issue with it. Um, but I think there are so many. You need some variety. <laughs> like I, whenever I'm like hopping on like special Netflix these days, it's literally just. Full of these like hallmark films, so, and so, even Netflix. So many,
2: so many. with always so the many. same story. Sorry, it's <laughs> so many, but always with the same story.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, you can write it out. Like you, you have some woman who's a hard worker, but she's never had luck in love, and she goes to her hometown. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. Never seen that. But she goes to her hometown. And, and she, always has,
2: she always has the same job. She works in <laughs> some kind of marketing, PR agency, whatever. Always, always. B- oh, publishing. nobody's nobody words work like, I don't know, like a bakery or a doctor. No, no. It's always <laughs> some kind of office, PR design, whatever. Always. is <laughs> And, and,
1: it's just and, true. Always,
2: and always, always, I don't know who wrote these things because someone, probably it's someone that like you who had a very, Difficult personal life because, it, what I mean is always uh, the stereotype of uh, she used to date a very rich, successful guy, but didn't didn't hand well. So when she goes home to her town in the middle of nowhere, she finds again a first love who probably yeah. who probably works a work related to wood or uh, I don't know. <laughs> Very, a very, sorry to say, but a very basic job. And, like a and, class and, thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and obviously, that's the man of a dream. And living in a house in the middle of the forest, that's a dream. <laughs> and let's forget about New York. But, but <laughs> honestly, but that's the whole story. That's, that's it.
1: Oh Yeah, that's so true about the current boyfriend. Like, either it's her ex-boyfriend or it's her current boyfriend who treats her like crap. And he's like really mm. rapid and successful. So <laughs> <Yep>.
6: <laughs> you know what, Jean, and he's like forget-
1: too busy with his meetings to take her out on a date and like when they go on a date he's never paying attention
6: exactly that doesn't sound like a hallmark film that sounds like typical romances <laughs> <laughs> right all typical but I do agree with you but don't forget the waitress there's always like a waitress one as well and she's slim with limpy True. blonde hair yeah. Um, you know, one yeah, it's always that, isn't it? There's there's yeah. some really good um, I've kind of forgotten now the names of some, but yeah, you've you've def- I definitely agree with you guys. So yeah. You don't you don't
1: need to remember the names, you just put you if you have like a random uh word generator where you just <laughs> it'll be like a Christmas um awakening or Christmas love. Or holidays Imagine. greetings. Yeah, or yeah, so holidays. And you or something story. for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Romance in oh. the holidays, you know, wh- whatever. Like you can just jumble these words around. And I'm oh. sure there's a film that's called exactly that, <laughs> that Hallmark has made. Or maybe even Netflix, because they have one. What's the recent one? Um, Falling in Love. That's it. That- that's literally well, the one with it? Lucy Lowen Falling... or whatever. Uh, who, sorry?
4: There's one with Lindsay Lohan.
1: Yeah, that's the just- Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Which one? So, oh, they have Noel Diary. I'm just looking on their page now. And they have, yeah, that's the Lindsay Lohan one, the Falling in Love one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just everywhere. It's And they're the same thing. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know who's watching these. I personally. Yeah, base like, one, it's not for
2: base me. one on Amazon. Every time I open Amazon, there's the trailer of that uh, movie with the guy from Sex Education. And, uh, it's some, yeah. kind of, uh, it's some kind of. It's some kind. I think the title is this. Is something like Christmas mix up or something like that. And the trailer <laughs> up to ten seconds, you know what the story was. For half an hour and a half would be, is that actually that he's dating this girl, and that thing that they decide they're gonna have Christmas at her parents' house, and he she thinks it would be at his parents' house. So there is a mix up. So he ends up at. Let's say uh, at, uh, his, uh, as in-laws, at his in laws, at his in laws, and she goes at her in laws. And that's it. That's going to be an hour and a half of them being in the wrong family. And it could be sorted by just one phone call. I'm seeing
1: the one that you're talking about. It's called Your Christmas or Mine. I,
2: yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the story is written in five seconds in one sentence. And that's it. And they're going to manage to actually amazing. drag it
1: up for an hour and a half. Wow. That is incredible. Do you know what's even crazier is that that's not even the one I was thinking of when you started, you know, talking about the Amazon one. Because oh. there's another Amazon one that I was thinking of. <laughs> so that's, what, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. There's one that's something from Tiffany's. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very popular um, genre is, is our point. Um, But, you know, obviously we're not the biggest fans of that genre personally But I I see the appeal, you know, people like the comfort and the uh, predictability Something to have on in the background whilst you're wrapping presents It can be a vibe Although, you know, speaking of holiday themed um, romance films I think a really good one Of course you have like Love Actually, which is a classic um, But The Holiday The Holiday is legitimately Oh my god Excellent.
4: Sorry.
6: So, like, uh, I, like I, have, I, I heard or, you yeah. say. Yeah. I heard you say "Love Actually." That film cringes me out. I just feel like vomiting That's every it. time. I can't stand it. But "Holidays" is interesting. Is that the one with that English actor Jude Law? Jude yeah, Law. Jude yeah. Law and uh, okay. Cables, I think. That,
4: that was, that was
6: really adorable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I back, yeah, back, that
1: was yeah. really good. And mm, another, oh, another okay. favorite is a uh, Nativity with uh, what's his name Martin. Oh, one, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nativity. The Nativity films adorable. I love the Nativity films. So there, there are some pretty good, you know, romance um holiday movies, but uh yeah, the hallmark has, ones um, are a bit
6: has anyone spoken about Home Alone yet? Because that's my all-time childhood classic. I yeah,
1: can I mean, always I mean, go I mean, back do it. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Richard was talking about it. My question is though, Adam, have you watched mm. the one with Donald Trump, the sequel? Uh no. <laughs> Excuse me. But Hold on, what Donald, gun Trump, gun? Donald Trump is in five seconds in the
6: movie. To be honest, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, when he started as an extra, yeah. Do you know what? I, I think that I think that became quite public news many uh, a year later after he obviously became president. But yeah, yeah, it's just one of those feel-good films for me that's still funny, and you can be any age, watch it with the family and the kids, and actually, dare I say, even with adult friends, I still think it's funny. It's a good humorous um, And Meet the Parents I'd say that's another For me kind of like A Christmas classic You know Fun film um, Yeah So I've kind of I, taken it All from romance Didn't mean to Die Hard as well But I'm sure you guys Have touched
1: it Oh that <laughs> We didn't mention that Yeah That's the classic Kind of Christmas movie With an edge Yeah Absolutely
6: And even though it's available On one of the streaming I'd still go to the cinema To watch it I'm that sad There's just something Oh that's about amazing the- though yeah, no, he's he's such a fun actor when he was younger and, you know, it was just done so well. And there's something for me about eight, late 80s and 90s films when it comes to kind of like Christmas nostalgia and, you know, you can't expect too much sophistication in the storyline or the acting. But that adds to the kind of Christmas cringe element for me. Um, so, yeah, definitely Die Hard, Home Alone. Um, I can't think of anything more, actually. Oh, I quite like the Grinch as well, you know
1: Of course, of the course, Grinch the Grinch fun, yeah. The Grinch is currently like number one on iTunes And it's because every single year without fail People will turn mm. to the Grinch And people even love the um, Illumination Studios um, animated version as well mm. So the Grinch is a uh, very so, so popular versions? character which version
4: The Illumination and the... Which yeah, versions? with
1: Benedict Cumberbatch oh. where he voices the Grinch Yeah, but people wanted, love yeah. that one Um, But yeah so the people are Huge fans of the Grinch they love both Iterations of it Um, So that's another classic one I would say Uh, Yeah do you have any Others
6: Adam? I do One more I'm going to really show my age now Oh Santa Claus the movie It's so old but a fun Really like Family go to kind of film Does anyone remember that Santa Claus the movie From I think it was like It was made in the 70s Oh 94
4: Wait, are you talking about Santa Claus, the movie, or is Santa Claus the one t- with Tim Allen?
6: Um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but it was the one that came out in the 70s. Yeah, or well, the, they think the, 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 the reindeer magic stuff was. Yeah, that's the one, time. yep. And they can end up flying. Oh, there's one in the. the oh, 90s. that one, okay. Yeah, from the 80s. Yeah, I think it's an 80. Yeah, that's it, James, 85.
3: So and they, that, put, the, they mean, put the magic stuff in the suites, and that's what they give the, out.
6: That. Yeah, that one. And it was just one of those films where you know it's so easy to follow you can jump in anytime and my parents loved it we loved it the kids loved it I I wonder what my when I say kids kids at that time I wonder what the new generation would make of it now you know but it was really Christmassy messaging like did doing charity because there was this homeless boy who didn't have a family, he was an orphan and how he goes on this wild journey and Santa's you know, elf has lost his ways and there's all these little cool subplots which I thought really made the film um, just a really fun Christmas holiday film, yeah.
4: Was John Lithgow in that also or is that a different... I'm yeah, so sorry
1: I just saw he was, was apparently. Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: I think he's like a villain yeah. or something,
3: yeah. Yeah, he is. I can
1: see him with the fake teeth. <laughs> oh no, I think he's doing something interesting with his own teeth That's, that's it, it fun He wasn't
3: actually a bad guy He was the guy that wanted to make the business run He was working for the company And so oh, he okay. sell the lollipops And he didn't care about Christmas He wanted to sell the lollipops So he was just a business okay, yeah. I
1: know. So a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, capitalism But yeah, that's really fun I've never actually heard of that film So that's uh, fun because I, I thought you were talking about the Tim Allen one as well um, the one oh, yeah, no, know. this is
4: like, there's a lot of things with Santa Claus in the title. There was actually a yeah. excellent one from the late 50s about Santa Claus that okay. I guess, parodied a lot.
1: Okay yeah I think that most of the ones that I know are from like the 90s onwards so that's really that's really cool uh thanks for that Adam like I don't know if you guys noticed but just from like talking about these previous films a lot of them have come from like the 90s era the early 2000s there aren't a ton that are being made like nowadays and that's why I think um you know something like Spirited Apple TV Plus is Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and uh uh Colin Farrell uh no look, not Colin Farrell um Farrell. Will, Will Farrell. Will Farrell. <laughs> Do you know what I always get Colin Farrell, Colin Firth, and Will Farrell mixed up? But, anyways, <laughs> um, but you know, that film is nice and refreshing as well because we don't often get a lot of live-action holiday movies um these days. And another example of one that, that came to mind afterwards uh, was Jingle Jangle from last year. Um it was from Netflix, and um that was one of the you know rare live-action family you know, Christmas movies um, from, from this, like, modern era. And it was actually um, a film that had a prim- primarily Black cast. And I thought it was really, really good. It had this, like, really cool Afro-punk Victorian um, kind of aesthetic to it. And it, it was like this really great world that they created. It looks really high production. It was done really, really well. And I think it was so nice to see like this um, Christmas movie with a primarily black cast with these really talented kids at the center of it. The story is, you know, quite um, stereotypical. You know, there's a lesson to be learned. But I think it's a really great addition to the landscape of Christmas movies, especially from this, like, new modern era. So, yeah, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story, that's another recommendation that I just uh, thought of um, from Netflix. It's a really, really great uh, family movie. Uh, But, Cody, sorry, I saw that you had your hand up earlier. Yeah, I was just
3: going to – it came to mind, because it was one of the ones I I thought were really good in its time, was the the Billy Bob Thornton uh, Bad Santa. Like –
1: that's good. That's like a, a, a different take. Uh, that reminds me of uh, Violet Nights, the recent film that just came out as well. The like different version of Santa. Like what if Santa was a badass sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's really, really good. What was the
3: one? What was the one? I think it was like last year or the year before, um, a badass Santa with, um, uh, I think it was like the, 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 the man in the suit or something with, um, was it Mel Gibson? Yeah, Mel Gibson. What did Mel Gibson do? Really good. But is that, it Fat Man? Batman? Man? That yeah. was actually, that was actually really good. I'm not even joking. That was that was. I thought that was going to be a load of rubbish, and uh, I watched it with mate, and uh, it was brilliant.
1: That's fun. Yeah. So again, just another like some genre that we see in the holidays. The idea of like, what can we do with this wholesome, lovable, lovable, um, you know, father figure of a Christmas character i know let's make him a deadbeat like (laughs) let's just make him the worst person ever and um like i said the the most recent um example of this is with um violent Nights*, which has uh uh, um, david harbour david harbour that's it david harbour um as the star but yeah james do you have any like um Films, uh Christmas movies that come to mind, or
5: TV shows, TV show specials, anything. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I've bought you all some Compound V, which if you watch the boys, you'll know what that is. Um, and I spiked all your drinks. So next year is going to be friggin' awesome for all of us, basically. Um yeah, there's I mean, there's loads of of sort of Christmas things to pick up on what Andrew was talking about with the Muppet Christmas Carol. I wasn't sure why that song was deleted um apparently th- when they looked at it originally they thought it was too downbeat that song and obviously they wanted it to be like, yeah there's uh, a lot like of reasons of to yeah um but you know the the film sort of stood the test of time and it sort of become a bit legendary and so the, I, I think it they weren't even sure where it was located so when they um come to present like the 4k transfer to to somebody like a producer or a director they were like oh we didn't even realize that that we knew where that song was um although they had the audio recording they thought the the film footage was lost um so i will i haven't been to see that in the, the cinema yet but um i will probably catch it on disney plus uh, sort of over the christmas period um i watched the film earlier now i i i thought it was pretty good but like all you guys seem so like down on rom-coms and stuff that I, i'm i'm like terrified now to to talk about this film but It is one of those things like a lot of Christmas films, like you want something familiar, don't you? And like CJ said, you want something that you can just put on for the whole family and there's nothing massively offensive in it. Um, There's a film on Sky Cinema called This Is Christmas. And it's a guy who gets a train into London every day and he just suddenly decides spontaneously. I see all these strangers all year. I don't know their names. Why don't I throw a Christmas party for them? And obviously, if you try to do, I think anyone who lives in London would know if you tried to talk to anybody on the tube, they look at you like you're completely mental. And that's what everybody does. But as the as the drama continues, people start to sort of like have a little chat here and there. Um, it's got a really good supporting cast. It's got people like Timothy Spall, Joanna Scanlon and um, Ben Miller in it. But it's got a lot of cast that I've not heard of before. And sort of to touch on what Jean was saying, like it's quite a diverse cast. And when you look at the sort of history of Christmas films, a lot of them are sort of quite vanilla in places. And it was good to sort of see a modern, realistic London portrayed, but also have that like classic Christmas feel to it.
1: Yeah, just just about in there, you have um, Alfred Enoch, who's the star and he was from um, How to Get Away with Murder. So, yeah. I remember seeing this.
5: And, and the um, the lead female character, I don't even want to try and pronounce her surname, but she looks familiar from stuff. Um, and I do, I couldn't place what she was in. But I do, I actually got so into it that I didn't have IMDb it, up, like look, looking at what everybody had been in. It was just like a real sort of feel-good movie. Um, and all rom-coms are kind of predictable. I mean, all sort of genre stuff is, isn't it? But there is something in that, like... Um, familiarity and that sort of warm feeling of the film I thought yeah this is, this is kind of good you know I mean some of these films that we're saying like a lot of these ones we're listening from the 80s and 90s there's a there's a lot of nostalgia for those times anyway I feel like there are a lot of new Christmas films like almost too many like they're, they're like 10 a penny now but it's like which ones will stick which ones will you know out of all the ones that we've come come out this year which ones are we going to come back to do you know what I mean and we won't really know the answer to that until like five maybe ten years time um so yeah particularly the the Grinch Grinch ones and stuff um I think are really good I did go to see Black Christmas this year which is a 1974 horror film it was back in cinemas for one night and it's sort of the precursor to Halloween in a way that it's a it's a slasher stalker film um quite realistic and Grounded, and it does predate John Carpenter's Halloween. I thought it was pretty good. It held up pretty well. Um, And there was more humour in it than I was expecting. But, I mean, there was more bad language in it than I was expecting for a film from the 1970s. And um, I thought, actually, it was better acted than I was expecting. I thought I was really going to see, like, a terrible B-movie. But I thought, actually, not everybody in the cast was fantastic, but, but a lot of it sort of held up pretty well. Um, And I didn't really get the, I didn't guess the twists and I liked the, I'm trying not to spoil this, but the sort of ambiguity of, of who the killer is or who the stalker is in that film. So yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um, The only other one I'll say, like, it's not a Christmas film, but someone said like, you know, about having films that are for the family one that I've seen this year that I kind of watched and I thought, oh, that was kind of fun, and then I just kept thinking about it over and over again. And I really want to watch it again. And I might put it on Christmas Day. Um, is a film called Brian and Charles, and this come out this year. It's about. Uh, it stars David Ell, the British comedian David Ell, as um, a lone, lonely inventor called Brian who lives in Wales. It's got amazing cinematography, um, but he invents stuff. He invents all this nutty stuff. And then one day he decides he's going to build a robot. But this robot is the naffest DIY robot you've ever seen. So it's got, um, it's sort of like a paper mache head. It talks like an old speak and spell machine. And it's got a washing machine for a body. And this is obviously just a guy walking about. I mean, if you watch the trailer online, you kind of get the tone of it pretty quickly, but it's just very charming, really well shot. And it was only after I finished, I laughed a lot. and then. After it finished, I realised it was a PG certificate, and I was like, that's kind of cool actually, that there was nothing in there that was sort of offensive, that you could just put it on for a family audience, but it didn't feel like a kids movie, if, if you know what I mean. And it's just the idea of, when you see this robot, you'll just go, "What? who thought of that? Because it looks so rubbish. And apparently it, st- it started on the um stand-up circuit in London. It's like a thing that they've done a stand-up, and it's then they did a short film, and then they've done like a full-length thing. So that will have no no material likely to offend anybody on Christmas Day. Or it's not just about children. I don't want to explain sex jokes to my nan on Christmas Day, which happens a lot during some of the things that we've put on over the years. So, you know, yeah. So those, those are my choices. This is Christmas, which is on Sky Cinema, Black Christmas, which is probably available for streaming somewhere, and Brian and Charles.
1: Those are some, like, really great choices, actually. I want to watch Brian and Charles. Um, and you you did make a very good point, James, about the the fact that there are a ton of Christmas movies, but not the kinds that you, you think would stand the test of time. I think that is a very good um kind of distinction to make because, yeah, like if we're considering like all of the Hallmark films and, you know, the ones that just feel a bit, you know, low budget, low production, there are a ton of them. But the ones that, like you said, like Home Alone, The Grinch, the the ones that just really stand out, there aren't as many. I think it's also because just in general we're seeing such a divide in audiences and so it's tough to get everyone to watch these you know particular films i think back in the day people used to like have the same cassettes that were sold um in like Woolworths or Argos or whatever and you would just watch them over and over and over again and that's what you know gave these films that feeling of timelessness whereas these days it's like you'll have films that come out for this holiday cycle and then you'll forget about them the next one um so yeah that, that's a really good point like there, there are a few options out there but it's about the ones that you want to come back to every year um but thank you very much James for these um options so is there anyone else who hasn't spoken Alfonso are you here
7: yes yes I am here hiya do you hiya. have
1: any uh, holiday holiday recommendations holiday specials
7: well, um, I don't know. I guess the the ones of everyone. I can hear everyone... the
1: excitement in your voice. Like the... I, can hear... <laughs> <laughs> I can hear how this is the it best here. time of year. You're I so excited not... to talk about your favorite films. <laughs> I'm
7: not particularly festive this year, but um, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, of, uh, I wasn't here before, but I guess Love Actually has already been said because that's something that I discovered when it was in cinemas and. And then it has become a staple. I remember when so you're I was saying
1: that you set the trend you're saying that it was probably because I, I got
7: <laughs> I got shred, shredded by my screen, screenwriter teacher when I said that it was one of my favorite movies uh, and and he was like love actually really and <laughs> and he like like encouraged every, everyone to laugh at me so oh like, no. Yeah. So then oh, after a while, happens. when it has become like something that plays every single year, then I feel vindicated.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
7: so, yeah. And also, I don't know, Family Man, I like it also uh, as a Christmas movie. Home oh, Alone. Yeah. Home Alone is, it has this wonderful uh, soundtrack by John Williams. It's like, na, 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 yeah. Na, na, yeah. na, 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 uh,
1: <laughs> Sort of like Horrid
7: Henry. <laughs>
1: that did not sound like I'm alive. <laughs> but okay, I get the gist. I get the I gist. try, I try. <laughs> yeah.
7: Uh, Scrooged is like my favorite version of Christmas Carol. The Family Stone, which is the walkiest Christmas film ever.
1: The possibly. Family Stone?
7: Yeah. Do you know the one? With Claire. No, Dance. no,
4: tell us about that one. It's like, like uh, Rachel McAdams, I think. Yeah, Rachel McAdams. Like Dance. Like
7: yeah. Uh Sarah uh, Jessica Parker, Diane Keaton. But
1: the first line of the um summary is a traditionalist and uptight businesswoman and goes with her boyfriend to his quirky and outgoing family's yearly Christmas pass <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get the gist. I
7: get the gist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, well, Rent has a, uh, has good Christmas scenes as a as a musical to to remember to be together as a mm, like family that you choose or something like that in Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. There are so 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 many, but yeah, those are some.
1: Well, thank you, Alfonso. Yeah, those are some pretty good choices um, and some that I've never heard of. So thanks for that. Uh, Yeah, but um, guys, I'm not sure if anyone else has any other. (laughs) Jason's like shaking his head. (laughs) Uh, Um, But um... I think, um, Andrew?
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, I was just trying to think of uh, some classics. I don't know about that, but I did actually see recently not really classic, but a more recent uh, Christmas horror film called Good Tidings. And that was uh, one where it's like these three guys dress up as Santa and go in like some kind of terrorist free in like a, uh, it's like an abandoned courthouse, but it's been taken over by some like homeless or people just looking for a place to kind of sleep or whatever. And uh, they just kind of you know, terrorize the residents of this building so it's it's kind of um, cheesy campy but I just thought I'd mention it it's, uh, I don't know where it was filmed exactly um, it was a British film but uh, it, uh, it was just something I happened to catch because uh, this other group was watching it and it was on Tubi so it was free I mean with ads
1: Okay. So,
4: uh, and there was something a little bit different for the Christmas season that uh, I see this week Crazy guys, and one of them has this little candy cane that he keeps sucking on, and has like a little point to it. And yeah, they have like a certain walk. So I thought it was a little quirky film. So I mentioned that. Yeah, horror on Christmas. That's
1: a nice like juxtaposition that people can get behind. That's
5: fun. I've got to say, there's a film I mention it every year, and I think I did mention it to Alfonso called Better Watch Out. And the storyline of it is basically. Um, some parents of a teenage child go to like a Christmas party and they call over a slightly older teenage babysitter to look after this boy. He's got a crush on his babysitter, but she's got a an older boyfriend. Um, and at some point during the night, a brick comes through the window saying you leave, you die. And basically the, the hostages in the, in the house now. And it's sort of a comedy horror. Um, but that there's a theme running through in it that they do a lot of stuff that features in Home Alone, but with the real um, consequences of the things that that happen in Home Alone. There's currently apparently a series on Sky Max called The Unofficial Science of Home Alone with James A. Kester, Gus Khan, and Alex Brooker, and the idea is to look at all the stunts, all the things that Macaulay Culkin does to the burglars in Home Alone, and what would happen in real life. Spoiler they would die. Like, <laughs> no, Like the, the thing that's great about Home Alone is it's like Tom and Jerry, isn't it? It's it's a live-action cartoon. But none of the things that happened in Home Alone would result... I mean, that kid would go to prison. But when you watch Better Watch Out, that is pretty much what happens. There's some horrific um, reconstructions of things that happen in Home Alone. It's really difficult to find. It's actually an Australian film, which everybody puts on an American accent. So you sort of meant to think that it's set in America. But the actress in it, I don't know her name, played Priscilla Presley in the Elvis biopic this year. So her career has sort of really gone, gone well. But a lot of the film, there's probably only like, there's like three main cast members and then like a couple of others. And it's really just how good that young cast are in selling this thing but better watch out i think you can rent it on on prime but it never turns up on netflix it's really annoying but it's just an enjoyable dark comedy basically and very festive very festive
1: that is so funny i love the idea of like someone watching home alone and being like you know what what if it wasn't a kid's movie (laughs) 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 what if we actually committed (laughs) what What if you know what if (laughs) that's wild yeah For sure. I mean, you know, that kid from Home Alone is definitely going to juvie or something. (laughs) He committed crimes. (laughs) Okay, guys. So does anyone else have any, like, holiday movies, uh, TV shows, anything like that? Well, okay. In that case... Now that we've talked about all of our favourite uh, holiday movies, Christmas movies and TV shows, I want to thank everyone for listening and thank everyone who's here. It's been a really fun discussion about our favourite time of the year. And all that's left to say is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all, and have a great new year, everyone. Bye!
0: We hope you enjoyed this film and TV review.com episode. Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon! Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today!